Welcome to Conversations with the Unseen. My name is Andy. And my name is Laura. And in December 2019, we began an amazing and completely unexpected journey conversing with beings from the unseen world which has totally transformed our lives. And here we are, after hundreds and hundreds of hours of conversations, doing what our non-physical friends have been encouraging us to do, sharing their message with others who may be interested. So let's dive in. Hello, dear friends. Mm, hello, Mexicans. Wonderful to be connected. As always. Mm. I would like to begin today's episode with a question from Tina. Um, Tina had been listening to uh, episode six, which was all about making friends with the ego. And she said that she can hear the words, i.e. the sounds, but she can't hear what you are saying and that she keeps zoning out. She's listened to the podcast a number of times and it keeps happening. And so she's asking, can you help her understand what's going on for her, please? This appears to be some... self-preservation of the ego going on. The ego has a natural tendency to resist change and will often distract or bring about some state of mind and body that mean the message is not fully received. If we would recommend that perhaps a change of physical circumstances, perhaps to listen whilst engaged in something physical, such as a walk, may help the concentration to read the transcript whilst listening. Again, this may help the concentration. The ego is very good at playing dumb <laughs> when it suits it. That's brilliant. And in fact, that is its nature. <laughs> it is only good at understanding what it understands and is programmed that way. And therefore, an ego that can appear quite intelligent, bright, astute, can suddenly turn into 
being that when listening to a sentence cannot make head or tail of it. <laughs> I am laughing because I have an ego that loves to be smart. <laughs> it loves to be thought of as smart. And I am chuckling because there have been so many times in conversations this ego plays dumb beautifully. There have been so many conversations we've had Mexicans where I've said to you, I, I don't understand, I can't hear what you're saying. And it's like the ego just checks out and goes, da -da 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 -da, not listening, not listening. And yeah, that's, that's, that's what my laughter is about. And that is exactly what is happening. The ego does not wish to understand. And what, tell me more about it does not wish to understand. The programs that run are based in fear and insecurity. And so when the ego is facing the prospect of change and possible loss of control. This brings up fear for the ego, or at least concern, a derivative of fear. And we would suggest being patient be determined to educate the ego and help it to create a life for itself that ultimately will be much more peaceful, much more satisfying, much less stressful, because there is a different role for it, which is that of follower rather than leader. It has tried being the leader and has not been able to create what it desires. Time for the inner being to be the leader, the decision maker, and for the to settle in to its new role, working in partnership with the inner being, no longer having the decision-making power that it thought it had. And I guess from my experience that this checking out that can happen. I know that from talking with you, I am more alert to the checking out now. So I know when the ego wants to dismiss it, say it's crap, um, it can't possibly be true, doesn't understand it, ignores it, wants to move on. All of that stuff for me is now oh wow, I, there's, there's treasure for me here, there's something to slow down and there's something to look at, even although the ego is almost like the three-year-old going, come on, 
No, I don't want to look at that. And this is partly what we mean when we speak of vigilance. The noticing that you are describing in the effects, the tiredness, the zoning out, the impatience, the dismissing, are all strategies that the ego uses to try to retain control. And when you are vigilant, when you are aware of this, it is possible to acknowledge the ego and to align with the inner being, to reassure the ego that all is well, and to listen for the more softly spoken inner being that often is whispering a gentle yet very deep and powerful invitation to something different than the ego has been creating. It's funny, Andy and I had been having a coffee together before making this podcast and we had been talking about it can be really much easier to see the ego when it's the four by two batting you about the head, whether it's in the form of relationships or money or health or business. Um, and when there is nothing that, when it is more of the feather, there is something about being even more vigilant because it is so subtle that it can pass us by. And I know for me, when I don't then catch it in the energy, <laughs> the effects will always show up in a way that I can then see it in the effects. But there is something about becoming vigilant and being able to see it in the energy before we create it in the effects. And given that the nature of this journey into form for the inner being is to expand, grow, become more, know itself better, these delicate invitations will continue because they are areas to look at, they are invitations to release some program, some false belief and create something else, something more beautiful and fulfilling. And of course, if the program is still in place, if the gentle invitation is missed, then the program will, will continue to create whatever the program creates in terms of drama and, as you say, the intensity will increase gradually over time so that eventually it must be looked at because of the level of drama that has occurred.
And so the eagle would say that if there is a lot of intensity, then it would take a long time for something to change or shift. And yet, actually, I know from our conversations that when you talk about creating it cause, i.e. the energy and how we desire to experience that particular aspect of our life, the idea that it takes a long time is also another ego story. It is, and it is based on the ego's experience of trying to change the movie at the screen, which, irrespective of how much effort you put into doing that, it's not going to work. No. And yet, for a tiny fraction, a tiny bit of effort at the projector, a new movie can run very, very easily and straight away. Which is completely out with the realms of what the ego can understand. Because that does not make sense, from the, certainly from this ego's perspective. The ego does not understand or sometimes even acknowledge the realm of energy. And yet, it is the basis of everything that the ego experiences. The ego has these senses, as we have said, which are very limited, and there is so much more going on than the ego can perceive through the senses. So, going back to Tina's question about, you know, her experience and asking what she can do um, or thinking about somebody who's having a really intense experience which is unpleasant, for me it brings up intention. You know, the ego wants to figure it out, analyse it, wants to know the path, the plan, all of that stuff. But it maybe it would be useful for us to just have a little exploration around intention in regard to vigilance. So if there is something happening on the level of effect that is unpleasant, the ego's tendency is to fight it, which is giving more energy to what it does not want, which just locks it in place even more firmly. The alternative that we would suggest is to look in the other direction, look away from the effect and focus on what might be creating those effects, what might the program be, to ask questions such as, what am I believing that may not be true? The perspective that the ego has is always limited, and yet it believes that it understands everything there is to understand about a particular situation. 
So as you speak of intention, there is great benefit in calling a truce when it comes to the fight with the effects. Sitting quietly, inviting the inner being to communicate. to help with understanding. So, for example, to ask the inner being, show me your perspective on this situation. Help me understand this situation from a different point of view. To be listening carefully, not necessarily for words, but to be noticing may come in terms of awareness and with that greater level of understanding there can be a setting of intention for whatever the situation is let's say it was conflict with another the ego has a tendency in these situations to blame the other completely for the conflict and to defend its own point of view. We would say in that situation, connect with the inner being, quietly, sit, be patient for awareness to come from the inner being to show perspective and to then have an intention for this relationship where there is conflict. The intention affects the energy and the energy impacts the effects. And so as the situation is revisited with a new energy, this will be immediately apparent in the nature of the interaction. The other will feel the change in the energy, perhaps not consciously, but there will be a more constructive interaction. And what that reminds me of is that Often, when I was really stuck in it and not seeing that I was stuck in it, that the ego thought that change was about making it happen on the level of effects and it didn't know how to do that and felt really powerless. And what I've really learned from you is that the first evidence, if you like, of a creation is that shift in energy. And as you mentioned, the ego can sometimes believe that change will take a long time mm. and a lot of effort. 
and we would say be open to the possibility that change can come about easily with no effort and can happen almost instantly. And something you said about when you're looking at the situation that has been created, I just wanted to share what has been really useful for me and others um, that I have shared this with. So for me, when I do not have clarity and I can see that there are effects and they are not the, the effects that I desire to create, but I can't see what's creating it, I almost think of it as, okay, so if I was making a cake, it's got a number of ingredients and... So what are the, the ingredients? What are the components of this creation? And um, so for instance, one for me around like money would have been, it's hard to get money. I have to do things I don't want to get money. There is a never enough money. Um, I'm not good enough for people to give me money. Um, and by actually looking at some of the effects but just writing them down so literally writing down I would get a piece of paper draw a circle and have like um, lines coming out it and I was just writing everything down that I could see that was happening some of it would be actions or no actions some of it would be feelings what I was thinking what I was saying what I was doing what I was not doing and that really really helped me begin to see more clearly who I was being and what I was believing that was creating the effect that I did not desire. And it makes me think about, if you think about the difference between an orange cake and a lemon cake, like it's, it, it's such a small difference between putting some orange juice and putting some lemon in, but it completely changes the flavor. This is a very good illustration. And What you are really describing when you are writing down these statements, these beliefs, you are identifying the programs. And once you've identified the programs that appear to be affecting what's going on, you are able to question them. Are they true? Could the ego be open to the possibility that some of these beliefs, these stories, may not be true? It is difficult for the ego to admit that it has been wrong or mm. mistaken because it has pinned a great deal on believing these stories. And yet, it is possible to find many examples where the ego is pleasantly surprised that stories it was believing, in fact, were made up, were not true at all. Often with new information, the ego cannot hang on to its story, it cannot continue to run the program because it is so clearly obvious that the story is not true. 
And so for me, my way of doing that would be to look at each statement, to actually take it to the inner being, and first of all, ask the question, inner being, is this true? And to wait for its response. And then the more I practiced that, in time I was able to then say, inner being, can you share your perspective with me on this? And for me, it's really useful to sit and have a pad and pen because I can find myself just writing. And for me, that would be what you have described to us about the, the education of the ego. Yes. This is the ego's education. This is the classroom. And for some deeply held beliefs, it can take several sessions with determination and persistence, commitment to the ego to help it, because <laughs> that is exactly what is happening. It is helping the ego to be free from these false beliefs that create so much misery for so many. To see a situation from the perspective of the inner being, from a more loving and inclusive perspective is to completely neutralize any sense of angst or misunderstanding that may be creating difficulty. I remember when you first asked me what the inner being's um, perspective was on the body. I remember just saying to you, it's not saying anything, it's just, it's silent. And I know now a couple of things. I had to keep asking the inner being for its perspective and with practice I began to be able to connect with it. And I know now when I share this with others that if they look in the direction of the inner being and it is silent as it seems, all that means is that the ego has firmly got the microphone and is standing centre of the stage. However, to persist and just keep looking in the direction of the inner being, it will begin to shift. Yes, we agree. And also, of course, the inner being does not make judgments. The inner being is allowing all things in all situations. And so it would not be fighting against the current situation in the way that the ego is. And so the inner being, when you ask for its perspective, would be relatively content compared to the ego, which is arguing with what is. And yet when the request is made to the inner being for assistance, of course, it will lead and guide. Mm. 
it has no point of view about whatever gets created in the world of form because whatever happens it is having the experience and it is learning and growing from the experience and it realizes that these uncomfortable situations are often a source of treasure. There is much to be gained from a situation that is uncomfortable for the ego. The other thing that occurs to me is that, and let me, um, certainly for this ego, this ego will do something once and if it doesn't work, we'll go, well, that was shite. That doesn't work. And again, try to dismiss it. And so for me, there has been, a, with your help and guidance, just that keep looking, keep looking, keep looking. Yes. Inner being is always there, ready and willing to assist mm. and guide and educate the ego. The ego that is uncomfortable, that is confused, that is feeling out of its depth, not knowing what to do in a particular situation, or not, how, not knowing how to create certain effects in the world of form. The inner being is always there, always patient, always willing to share its perspective. And eventually, the ego will learn more and more to trust mm. and be willing to follow rather than try to solve a situation on its own from the same energy that created it. I feel so much emotion as I listen to you saying that and just how much love there is and how it is set up that there is this aspect of us that loves us unconditionally, that is always there for us, that has access to all that is and will never ever force itself on us, but can completely guide us, lead us, take care of us and just no matter how it feels for the ego, we are not alone and it is not down to us. Exactly so. The best course of action for the ego when it is feeling overwhelmed is to surrender. And this is a difficult concept when the program is saying it needs to be in control and it needs to be making decisions. Mm yet to surrender and not take any action, which is not what the ego believes is the way to resolve something. Just to say to the inner being, I surrender, please will you help, help to sort this out. When the ego says, I am out of my depth, cannot cope. This is an opportunity for transformation. 
Thank you, Mexicans. And as we bring this episode to a close, what final words would you have for us? Whatever challenges you are facing, they can be overcome. And it's easier than you think. Mm. Wow. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And we send you our love. Most gratefully received. Until next time. Until next time. You've been listening to Conversations with the Unseen. If you'd like to know when there's a new conversation available, then remember to subscribe and also to share it with others. If you'd like to have a written transcript of each conversation, then you'll find this on the website conversationswiththeunseen.com. And if you have a question you'd like us to ask on your behalf, or if you would like to join the mailing list, then you can also do that on the website conversationswiththeunseen.com. Until next time, 